welcome, welcome back to the ogreish, the opulent, Ooh. the obscure, Ooh, yeah, the yeah. ordinary ah. world life of a dancer. I am perfectly even cornrows. Oh my gosh. Oh my God. And I am that Ajax disc soap that your mother refuses to Get deviate from. Yeah. It works. It, it's okay. And right? it's affordable. In it. It's always like 10 for 10. Right. And it's like if you really want to clean the bathtub. If you really, right. Okay. Ajax is the brand. I mean, you anyway. ain't said I'm not, I don't believe in. Okay. Although. What's your, but what's your flavor? Actually, it wasn't Ajax. Ajax was when we couldn't find Comet. Okay. But you used the dish soap, right? No, we, we were we were powder folk. How did you clean your dishes? Okay, I think we're talking about different products. It's the same brand, but they have different products. Yes, I'm talking we, about the dish I grew soap. up, let me tell you what. What and dish here's soap the truth. brand did you let me, use? Let me tell you the truth. I grew up with a dishwasher, all right? And, and this it, is it the Dance Union this, podcast. It hurts me to this day. <laughs> and this, you grew up with the dish dish I, I, washer at a time when dishwashers mm. were uh, few and far between. So you grew up and well I, off. And every day when I have to wash these damn dishes now, I'm just like, what did I do to deserve this? <laughs> so so you were like, what do you mean wash? You kept dishwashing liquid. You're like, I don't. Although I'm not gonna lie, we did have some. We had some liquid just in case, you know. It was a it was a pot that couldn't go in the dishwasher, and that was Dawn. We okay, Dawn. Yeah, Dawn. Okay, you grew pri- <laughs> you're privileged. That's why. So says my mama. That's you know that's where we at. Um, Handle my ass. Now thank you. Now that song's in my head. You're welcome. Ari Lennox is everything. Up late again. Yeah, that's the one. Um, what's good? What's good, Brody? How you been? Oh yeah, I'm here. Yeah, I'm just trying to. I'm trying to pace it. I got a lot of visions and dreams and exciting things. Ooh, that's and okay. I just want to. I want to make Seuss. them. Yeah, and I just want to make them a reality. Yeah, want to say hi to the patrons. Hey, patrons. Hey. How y'all doing? Hi. This is a. Um, this is a Sunday vibe because it's. I feel like every time we have to record on Sunday, it'd be a very specific kind of like. We're gonna take this as it goes. Ain't that the truth? Like, because you know. Sunday, I don't think Sundays, I think the the worst way to ever do a Sunday is to try to force anything. Mm. Don't force nothing on a Sunday. On a Sunday. Yeah. yeah. Like, if I'm in rehearsal and you want me to push, no, it's Sunday. I don't think I would rehearse on a Sunday. I Facts. Yeah, I'm rehearsing today, but. After this? Yeah. Yeah. But I don't have, I don't have many days throughout the year while I'm in the middle of this Bill T. Jones on his own company tour. Um, that I really get to rehearse, so I just gotta take in as they come. Um, but it's it's making me a better artist and shit like that. Nice. Um, I am officially no longer sick. Um, although you are, well, I mean, you you did cough a couple times without using your hand. What and I'm saying, there's some mucus in it. What I'm saying, yeah, is that I'm not. When I say I'm not sick, there's no longer a virus um, upon my body. That wants to jump on others' bodies. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Um, so the coughing is a physical thing. Like there's phlegm in my lung, my left one, um, that would that was starting the early stages of bronchitis. You went and they actually told you you had the phlegm in the left lung? I felt it. I was breathing and I was like, the oh. whole left lung is rattling. I think I should go see somebody about my rattling left lung. Mm. Um, 
so when I went there, they were like, glad you came in. We're Hashtag why we need universal health care. Yeah, yeah. My whole visit was free plus my prescription because of universal health care. We'll get to those things soon because that's just really important for today's episode. But I just wanted to let the world know that I'm on the mend. Um, and, I, and without any, um, let's say, like... Uh, Western medicine, that's a lie, I use some Western medicine, without like having to go to the hospital and get like the heavy duty stuff mm -hmm. and focusing more on like the 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 earth grown remedies. Yeah. Um, I was flu free in like five days. Nice. Like, I, like all the other like, the damage on my body was still, you know, recovering, mm. but the actual virus itself like five days. And I, I wanna, I wanna, put a big up to um oregano oil that bitch will get you together oh uh, okay yeah she rose she grabbed me by my throat every time who was doing that I, oh yeah i remember being in a rehearsal and people were taking drops of it yeah it'll yeah it's the, ooh. but anyways um it's it's expensive but she's worth it you get your little vial a few drops every now and then she'll keep you together um yeah that's how i'm at that's how i'm at back to rehearsal soon Actually, together. back to rehearsals today. Oh, yeah, I mean, like, and with Bill too. So yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah. Anyways, do we have a history for our future? No, because I've been um, not investing time in that. That's fair. Yeah, isn't it? It's I want to. I also I, don't want to push it. I want it. to. I want to. You know? Yeah. We could maybe we could do a day. A what? Of history for our futures. Of yes. future, for future histories that needs to be documented. Oh, that's a great one. What history? Yeah, a letter to high school. Nope, a letter to dance historians. Here are the things and people that we need covered. Right, and I, I'm gonna love all the emails back. They're like, actually, I do. And then, and then, and then, then, we, can, then we can share and right. say, hey, look, we so and asked, so is sharing this. So, yeah, you know, popularize it. Like, make this shit go viral. Yeah, Please. yeah, episode ideas. Um, but for today's episode idea. Today? All right. We are um, sending a little letter, a little love letter to the funders of dance. And similarly to how um, I posted on our Instagram page, um, I'm going to give a little disclaimer about who and why we're talking about these particular funders in dance because there's a certain kind of economy that sets up our um, concert, uh, let's call it even like um, downtown performance art, a smaller venue like dance world, like just not the entertainment and um, not like the ballet world. I mean, yeah, let's say the ballet world too, but I don't know much about it, so I'm not going to presume that we're talking about that. Um, these kinds of, um, like our whole economy is basically made up of grants that come from foundations or from like government agencies and um, individual donors, which for most entities and companies and um, like things that follow up, non-profit or not-for-profit model that a lot of their um, consistent funding comes from a, like a donor base um, those are of individuals and foundations so with that um, when we get residency opportunities or we have opportunities to or programs to show work and things like that those are often funded by these sources and they dictate how and where and why the money is going to be allocated um, I learned a big, a big lesson in that during my Van Leer Fellowship with Movement Research, um, because my fellowship funds were coming directly from, uh, or not directly from, coming from the Van Leer Foundation or fellowship group people, but it was being um, 
handled and dispersed and distributed through movement research. Um, so there was, which is different for every other Van Leer fellow who wasn't with movement research. They were getting like a um, lump sum of their funds and being free to use them throughout the year as they needed to. Um, but movement research is like allocating it this much for travel, this much for rehearsals, this much for classes, this much for so on and so forth. So um, that let me know a lot about like how this thing is run and how we could talk about ways that we need to open up the ways the funding are being used. Um, because I think these intentions of saying, let's put it in these pockets were with us in mind, but without talking directly to us. So we want to like circle back and say, let's talk directly to you about how we might need these funds used on the ground level. Great. Yeah. So this uh, is a letter draft, yeah? So it's a letter draft. It's the suggestions here, things that are uh, from our minds and our, uh, what do you call them, experiences, as well as from some people that we asked to engage with us on the social medias. And this is not like the end all be all. This is just like kind of what we got on this Sunday. Yeah. Right. So shall we begin? Let's begin. Dear funders. Dear funders. Are you just going to jump right there or do you have any in your mind first? Do I have what in my mind? Do you have any thoughts in your mind? You have none? About funding. Uh, okay, let's 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 start. My, like, can we go my, macro, macro, big, big, and then we'll funnel it down? Okay. I think like big, big, we have, we would like to always have more funding for performance opportunities and residency opportunities and things that set up um things that set up artists to have portfolios essentially because that's yeah. what that's what's what performing and getting documentation things like like that are really in good for i think the funding is there oh uh, yeah i like i say increase because i remember hearing back in the day in the new yorks like in the 90s and early 2000s that there were shit tons of performance venues that just don't exist anymore so like the the field was um there was not much competition in like who got to get their work seen as it is now. So um. interesting. I'm also just even thinking about where the fund, the foundations get their money and why oh, yeah. they were even created and set up in the first place. Oh, okay. And if we even go even more macro to understanding how the 1%, the 2%, yeah. they take their money and ones that they don't want to be taxed on, they put it into these foundations. Sometimes they're in trust, mm -hmm. sometimes, you know, yeah. um, and then, I feel like, and I'd be curious to know how much they then get to decide how it is disseminated once they have donated it, mm -hmm. because that's that will then too um, play an important part of the conversation on who gets their work seen and why. I think a lot of it comes down to like once they make a foundation, they hire people to like run it in a way that, as I'm hearing from like actual people who work for these foundations, when that kind of incited this. Um, letter was that they wanted to know with their power what they could do for us on the field because there's they're not in direct contact with us and oftentimes they're the ones that are like talking with artistic directors and things like that so they're like okay so what do y'all really need and it seems like the the major funders of each foundation is more like as long as you keep my name out the streets and you don't do nothing crazy you can make sure that I can, um, you know, avoid this little tax bracket over here. Yeah, I mean, I think there's that, but I, I also feel like there's some that are very hands-on. And there might be and some that are hands-on, yeah. Like, I've been in rooms where people have had to pitch to certain um, big pools of money as mm -hmm. to why they should be funded. Mm -hmm. And 
some of the reasons why like like person X was not interested in in being a part of the funding pool mm-hmm. was like for political or personal reasons. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying about like you know it's it's tricky and also scary too when when understanding that the, the money that's coming from foundations are also coming from individuals who yeah. have their own um, you know agendas. Yeah, and for the ones who would even care to listen to this, I guess we'll be speaking to them. Yeah. Yeah. Or their assistant. Yeah, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Hello, assistant. How you doing? Right. <laughs> um. Yeah, but and also the reason why I say the money is there, the money is is there. Yes. Yeah, I just feel like, um, like you're saying before, we don't have direct access to these people, yeah. and so they don't. So and some people can't get through the clutter and the noise anyway to even have their mm-hmm. voices heard. Mm-hmm. So there could be like all these amazing relationships that could be set up that aren't because we don't have access to certain folks and they don't have access to us and we have these middle people mm-hmm. who are sort of being in charge of and controlling the dissemination of resources mm-hmm. which is interesting so i mean we can get to what what some of the viewers have said on instagram but something that just popped up into my mind is i don't know i was getting ready to say get rid of the middle person but also in some in some ways that middle person is necessary oh yeah so i don't know <laughs> I think this is, um, for me, more like an exercise of all the things are going right and you've gotten to the point where you're actually listening to us. This is what I want to say to you. Um, because there's so much, there there are so many like lived, lived experiences that we know of and have ourselves that explain all of the bullshit that goes on with this, um, like funding model and strategies and stuff like that. But I guess this is... Um, like, I'm assuming that you're already listening because you got to this point to listen to the podcast. Like, yeah. so you must want to know. Um, and I would want them to know that there are other things like, you know, create more parent um, residency opportunities um, that could help mit- help with the cost of childcare or help with the cost of um, this artist being a parent. Um, with things that are specific for them. I think we need more specific residencies and not just like at one institution, but like all institutions I think should have that opportunity for parent artists and it not just be um, at a few. This reminds me of something my mentor said, but I want to get back to it because I might derail a bit. Oh. But um, yeah, I'm going to try to remind myself to, to say something about what you're saying about uh, where we are in places and 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 our career and life stages and stuff yeah. like that, but oh, go ahead. Oh, wait, are you going? Are you going to the gram? Yeah. All right, go. All right. One person said, "Unrestricted funds for general support to build infrastructure in order to create long-term sustainability." Who is this person? BK Chella. BK Chella. BK Chella. Well, that's what their that's what their handle is. Okay, thanks, Bikachella. I wish I could read what it says. I don't know if it says Bikachella. I'm that's how I'm breaking it down. Oh yeah, sure, yeah, Bikachella. Hey. Yeah. Um, yeah, we do. I think we we definitely need more um, like funding opportunities or grant opportunities that go directly to um, operating costs and for unrestricted funds. Like, I think that's the key. Is that unrestricted? You yeah. know how like a lot of them say we're not gonna support like we're not gonna uh-huh. support operating costs. costs it's like well what the f- but you know that's that's very integral to being an artist especially at a certain like scale of art that you're making whether that means 
operating a many bodies or sets. It's like, so bizarre that yeah. that is a stipulation, and I wonder why. It's like, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you give the artist the fund? Like the operating costs. If if an artist is able to sort of manage that, yeah, it will help them make the work. Yeah. So it's like interesting. Like you expect the work to happen, but you expect the w- the ways in which the work can happen through the operating task. Mm-hmm. To go unfunded, like I'm, I'm confused. Mm-hmm. How do you, how, how does that art get made? Yeah, yeah, that's that's huge. Cause like we, I don't know, like it'll be, it'll be nice for people to be able to get grants and get opportunities that cover the whole life process of making this a work. Project, yeah, like. If you commission me to make a work, I would like for there to be some funding to help take care of this rent so I don't have to work that other job to make this work that I'm being commissioned for. Or um, travel expenses that aren't egregious, you know what I mean? Like, you know I don't live in the studio that I'm making in, so I got to travel to the studio. Can you take care of this MTA card for six months? Like, those little things go a long way. Um, and, And in the grand scheme, you could just throw a few extra thousand dollars on top of, like, the commission price. So it's... In the grand scheme of things, we're not asking for millions. It's like a couple thousands, and it seems like you got it. You got it, so, like, go ahead. Yeah. There was another one that came up when you mentioned unrestricted funds. I'm also thinking about, um, like, phone bills and things like that, like the office work. Like, we don't have that same kind of um, office setup that is – mimicking corporate America with the fluorescent lights and the mm-hmm. things like that. Our office is either like the studio itself or we're talking about technology wise, like the phone bill, the internet bill, those things. Can we get, we'll take care of those things for six months. Like, or just like <laughs> trust the artists to, to like give us the funds and then trust that we will, we will make the right choices in order to make sure this project is completed through yeah. fruition. It's like, you know, don't, it's like don't give me the money and then tell me how to how I have to spend it. It does feel babysitting. It does. It's like that that's how I felt during the Van Leer Fellowship. I was like, there's there's a lot of babysitting steps. What was babysitting about it? It was that there were so many specific pockets on how to use the money. Oh. And I remember looking like it was like six or seven. And when I found out that the other Van Leer artists were just getting their complete um checks handed to them, like on the Jerome Foundation way of like here's this lump sum of unrestricted money, go make the work. I was like, oh, well, that would change so much mm-hmm. if someone just gave me the check. Like, I could do what I need to do. And also, I think it it, it doesn't require as much, like, admin stuff. Like, I don't need for, um, like, the person who is managing this residency to do as much now because I have my funds, so I don't have to keep corresponding with you about right. when and where I'm going to get them. Because that's like half the residency right there is like, can I get a reimbursement check for this? Also, why do I got to keep being reimbursed? Because that sets up this. Un- oh, that's unfortunate, too. You should just get it up front. Everyone should, because like when you are being reimbursed, it's like a pay to play situation where you got to already have some money in order to get reimbursed on something. And yep. then if you don't, if you want to like sidestep that, it goes into just a long bureaucratic situation where you got to wait two to four weeks and it's always long too. It's, it's all- always on to get your money back. Yeah. So it shouldn't be that way. You get you get awarded the thing. There should be funds ready for you. Because other things like the residency, you knew you was going to give me this money when you opened up the application. So like, why don't you already have the steps ready to go so that by the time you select, y'all could be cutting checks like that week. Right. 
thank you letter come with the check and also why are we still doing checks electronic transfers like i can't even i don't that that's all that's a great question what don't I, so I, I guess that's another question for funders yeah. can we figure out how you can support how can we support you in supporting these institutions yeah. to get rid of checks because it's, it's interesting too it's like with with thinking about funders funders fund institutions that then are able to fund us yeah. so it's like there are all these steps that then trickle down to us and yeah. i'm wondering what about the pro what about the step in between is is affecting how we actually are being yep. interacted with yeah also yeah huh well, things like that. Yeah. And that's and it's about it's about trusting and the the integrity of the artist making the work. And if there's something that goes wrong with this artist, I think some so much happened with the NEA situation where they stopped giving artists individual funds. Yeah. Um that there's so much fear about the artist doing something what too crazy and radical. That's what I'm funds. saying. Like the, the the system has been shifted so yeah. that they can micromanage and control what kind of art is being made and how it, can, yeah. and how it lives in the world. Yeah. So. Yeah, this is supposed to be the land of like the free, and the home of the brave and shit. Um, Only if you know, it's aligned with the people who are funding what you're saying. Yeah, I think also we need to. I, I would like for there to be um, funds specifically in major cities like this, like Chicago, like L. A. Like Atlanta, where there are, this is the hub for artists to do things. Mm -hmm. um, for there to be like um, a way that you can apply to the city and be like, yo, I'm an artist, I am a part of this many projects throughout the year, or something. Where you get subsidized classes, where you get subsidized like um, trips to Harkness Health Center, or like, I, yeah. you know what I mean? Things yeah. that help not just the people who are the producers or art makers but even the artists that are like the dancers in the work right i mean it, it makes me think about you know me being an artist housing it's like how how and how could we make that more available to more mm -hmm. artists who need it yeah. i think it's at a it's a scarcity right now mm -hmm. um and it's like it's good that they're working on it and we need more like how mm -hmm. can you fund that opportunity or or for things to be subsidized which kind of brings me to something i was i was saying before about what one of my mentors was saying which is dance is one of the few industries or performance is one of the few spaces where we don't have um something to support the sustainability of our career along yeah. the trajectory of that career so yeah. it's like you could be at a different age in a different stage and not know after a project is done if you're going to get funding again if yeah. you're going to be able to make work again yeah. and what would be really nice is if funders were able to support artists for the lifespan of a career and that can look a variety of ways but yeah. just know like okay i am i am an artist affiliated with this funder that provides 10 years of sustainable support yeah you know what i'm saying or 20 yeah. years of sustainable support as yeah. long as i am you know making work you know what i mean yeah. that would be amazing. Would be amazing and then to also know that like oh i'm gonna i i know that i'm gonna get funding next year and the year after and yeah. it's gonna sustain me because one of the things my other mentor was saying it's like a lot of time a lot of us artists we live from project to project and they really challenged me to think about longevity of a, of a project and an idea mm -hmm. so it's like don't just be thinking about building work and funding for a project. I need you to be thinking about five, ten years from now. With like that, maybe with that same named project. Exactly. Like yeah. how like what does that look like? And I'm like, oh, I I I guess I hadn't been thinking about it like that, especially since I've been working on a project now for five years and I never thought that I would be working on something that long. Never. Yeah. Um yeah. thinking about 
being immersed in it for another five years, like, oh my gosh, I'm like, oh, I got some ideas of like, what I'm working toward. Yeah. So then it stops being about these little one-offs that, yeah. and then it's like three months later, I'm asking again, like I ain't doing, I'm doing a Kickstarter or whatever it is. Yeah. It's like, so I wish funders would consider, consider yeah. that model. Yeah. I like that too. I really do. And I don't, I don't think I really want the challenge. I don't want every challenge of, art making to be like patched over. I don't think that's what we're asking for. No, because this, this is going to create new challenges. Yeah, it's it's the, the challenges that we actually want to be able to sink our teeth in essentially as artists. Because the issue really hits at understanding that there's such a disparity between what it costs to live versus what we can actually put into making art. Um, and that's something that speaks about the other larger system that is like capitalism and inflation and gentrification, and all these other things like to keep, and this is in the best interest of places like New York city mm -hmm. to keep that artist personality and that artist bloodline and culture making machine alive. You're going to have to feed it. Mm -hmm. Like we, the artists are what made New York, what New York um, is like when Ish was here and he talked about coming to New York in the early eighties, like New York was falling under like the city was basically in ruins with like corruption and like money mislaundering and buildings like going under and the reason why we have these wonderful performance venues now that are like internationally known because of their like radical art making or like avant-garde art making came from people coming to the city and making something out of the trash the trees right. that you left it so it's indebted like places like New York are indebted to making sure that you can still have that cultural engine driving yeah but we need to disrupt the the assumption that we need to be broke and we need to be hungry yeah. in order to make good work like we yeah. have to be like rolling around in filth and stress the fuck out about how our pay, how to pay our bills in order to make work and we actually don't we don't do that. we don't so we don't yeah so supporting those things yeah. um i would also like to see more like I think there's a there's an overall like and I'm gonna talk directly to like New York City type things. I think there's an overall um, disregard for the artists that are in the city. Like we need to see advertisements on the train talk about like if you're an artist in the city, you can get half off of Metro Card and you can apply for food stamps if you make below this amount. Like please make sure that you understand that in between your gigs, you can apply for unemployment if you fit these qualifications. Like yeah. I think there needs to be that kind of um, packaging essentially for a city as large as New York or Los Angeles or Chicago and Atlanta because again a big part of your personality is artists moving here and creating and generating your your local economy so I think that's where um, if you want to keep us here and you want to keep that engine going support the ones and it's similar to like what i saw on rolling stone maybe magazine or new york times that said like the music industry is nothing without like small venues and mm -hmm. i think that's so true with every field like you don't get these big oscar new oscar named people like the director of that movie parasite that people are really loving um you get these kind of artists by having places that push boundaries and that helped drive the field. And that's also And where supports failure too. Like and, and supports su failure. That's great. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
Oh, so we need also more funds for art making that isn't about pre presentation. Yeah. Like what not about products, not yeah. product based process process based things, research based things, research grants, um, for travel sure. grants. Um, yeah, especially with the with a lot of artists of color being like in vogue for certain kind of um, grant sources and calls for art also support the artists going back to places that hold cultures that this country doesn't like travel grants to the Caribbean for Caribbean artists in New York City to make work so they can like have that direct connection to their homeland for some people who haven't been there since they were kids or you know, like you or to keep or create exchanges, or that create keep, cultural exchanges, right? Yeah. That you know keeps like this sort of flow of information and just like constantly and and like flowing and I don't want to say fluctuation, but yeah, I'm wondering like what in our letter to our funders, yeah. what are some of the things that are we we don't have to talk about this, but what are some of the things that they that are they feel are barriers or oh, yeah. or or keeps them from because like and it, it, when you sit at the table and you want to have a conversation, it's yeah. like also interesting to know where they're coming from as far as yeah. their capacity i think the i think the thing that i um want to share with them is like change the perspective of what you think we need as artists okay like change it by listening to the things that we're talking about um are making it difficult to be an artist and and ask yourself how can you alleviate some of those things Wh yeah. so one big thing is like with the institution that's growing as fast and rapidly as like Gibney, I would like to see a Gibney become a place that houses the the whole life experience of being an artist in the city. So can there be a cafe? Can there be like a warm up, cool down area? Can there be um, some like light cubicle office spaces? Can there be um, like an infirmary if the building, if they are occupying more floors? like? Same thing with like the Ailey space. I know like that's a more privatized, like specific organization, but you know, there's so much dance that happens in these buildings and so many bodies coming through. Can you offer something for when that body isn't dancing? That's interesting because it's like, yeah, because a lot of times it takes the funders to shift the, what's being talked about. Yeah. Like we're obviously been talking about these things, yeah. but a lot of spaces and institutions won't actually do it yeah. unless the funders are asking for it yeah um which also makes me think about policy making and yeah. um how important that is which then it i think it's part of our job as artists dancers makers yeah. to be invested in what policies are being passed oh, on our behalf which i don't i can i can say i don't think we are right now no and i want to add like as you were talking about policies and us being in the room for them i'm i'm i got like three ideas and they're around three things that I don't think we talk about enough in dance, mental health services, um, abuse of power and sexual assault and how to re-report those things. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, do, 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 and like injury prevention as well. And like injury, not just prevention, but also like documentation. I think all these things require a level of like, we need to have certain trainings for every institution that is open to the public to either rent space or to like have classes to say, you know, we're going to give you funding to go through mental health first aid training yeah. so that you can spot these kind of signs in the community. And it could be dance focused. You can team up with places like Harkness. You could team up with, 
and also same thing with like anti-racist training like it we make your funding in terms of policies make it a policy for each institution that wants to get funding from you to have gone through anti-racist training for 75 to 80 percent of their like operating um admin to that staff yeah and to share a story with you one of uh, one of my mentors actually was telling me about how uh like a group of artists in the 70s helped get a law passed in new york city mm-hmm. that if you were able to prove that you're an artist, you were given a subsidized rate. And for this particular person, they were able to lock in their rent for like close to 30 years. See? Okay? Yeah. Because of a policy that was passed by activated artists in the yep. 70s that helped support and protect them in the 80s. Yes. And so it's like, yo, this stuff was happening. How yeah. can we... How can you- right. Especially since in the city you got all this, like you got all this homelessness, you have all this yeah. rent poorness, and then you have these, these spaces that are sitting with no one in them. Nope. And that's that has something to do with like the the vacancy law of like all these rich investors coming through here and building like displacing folks Mm -hmm. and then building housing and then letting it sit there. Well, then it it makes sense then that artists particularly to be like, hey, we should we should really advocate and talk to our policymakers about making it like you can't do that. You can't just come here and build all these big buildings and leave them empty. Yeah. I think there was something like that on the books a couple of years ago and it didn't get passed. Mm, so and I think some of those things mean that we need to have so like to be an artist in, in major cities is it requires a lot of footwork like on the ground trying to make it trying yeah. to you know we need people to advocate like essentially for us in, in ways that as we're trying to be artists we don't really have the time and sometimes can't really spare the energy for like we would love for everyone to be able to show up to like city hall and things like that and when you got to work like three, four or five jobs just to like have the roof over your head to be in the city, let alone actually making the art yet. Like we need we need um, people who work for these foundations, people who are in this admin role, people who have that luxury of time to be like lobbying for us, like be vocal. I would say yes. And and also for us to be very like be clear with each other. Right. Because there's some there's yeah. some of our counterparts and our peers who actually do have that luxury and that flexibility oh, yeah. and they mm-hmm. aren't talking about it because oh, yeah. they're embarrassed or ashamed that they have that freedom and that luxury, right? Child. So it's like, um, so you know, like when I can show up, I'm showing up for my friends yeah. who have to work today. Yeah, yeah. Because I can, you know what I mean? Absolutely. I have I have a little flexibility. I may yeah. not have the resource. Well, time is a resource. But you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like let's That's just be true. transparent about that. Yeah, we got to talk to each other about that. We shit. do need to talk to each other and stop and like, like why like sh- the shame around it the shame around you know it. it's like mm-hmm. if you're up in the city and you got family here so you're not paying rent yeah. you know what i mean like yeah okay well then don't but don't you think it's advantageous for you to advocate for your peers who mm-hmm. are having difficulties finding housing or yeah. staying in housing yeah i would like for us to you know that sure. that requires a little compassion and seeing each other on our part yeah it does you know Oh, okay. That was a great one. That was a great one. Oh, um, I didn't, I didn't get to get to the like sexual assault thing. Um, I mentioned this a couple of years ago and I really like this idea. Um, but I think every institution again, that is like open to the public for renting or taking classes and things like that should have, um, a form rather a form that, um, allows for someone to report some kind of like misconduct or abuse of power that happened like in their walls. And, it to be shared with like a specific organization like let's say it could be with like dance nyc to keep the um records or to any other kind of like um 
like the actors fund, whoever that you can do this anonymous reporting to, because we really need to have the data and we really need to be able to set up and say like between this year and this year, um, we saw this many cases from let's say 151 cases at this institution. And here are the top five names that were, you know what I mean? I think well, I would hope also that in that sort of system that, that that ins- that mitigating institution will also be providing services to sort of support that person Absolutely. in addition to data tracking. I think it I don't think it'll be easy for each institution to offer the services but I think it'll be great to have relationships with the organizations that do do that. Like a HR department. Um I was thinking more like a if you were like it, okay, like for f- physical injury, like if you injured yourself, this is not going to be like the place you're going to get your help. Like you'll need to go to the hospital. You need to go to like, let's say, get checked up at Harkness if you have like a certain kind of thing. I'm saying like it could be Gibney has a relationship with this place that more like the Actors Fund maybe who offers those kinds of like mental health services. So it's saying like you can go to these people who are going to sit with you, counsel with you, talk with you, make sure that you're okay, but it won't. I don't think it can be each individual organization itself. Right. Well, then, but what it is, what I, f- what I feel like I am hearing, though, which would be super important, is that each, th- that these institutions still actually have mm-hmm. um, a system in place yeah. where yes. people who are, like you say, in their walls can mm-hmm. report an injury, can report yeah. a sexual assault or misconduct, abuse of power. Um, what was the third one? There was like a... Oh, um... Or maybe it wasn't. It was. It was those like just. Yeah, yeah. Any of that. Like there, there should be a system set up where where people could do that anonymously, uh-huh. or you know, and then like there's someone whose actually job it is to sort of make sure it it gets to that institution that yeah. handles it. Yeah. And then also that that person like it, it that the situation is resolved. Yeah, and it'd be nice to actually have yeah. like really explicit language out on the walls in the bathroom somewhere that lets it know that this is what you can do like. It'll be chill. Like, imagine you on the back of every, like, stall door in the bathroom, you see this sign that just real quickly says, like, if you ever need to anonymously report anything that might fall into these categories, you can talk to someone at the front desk. Yo, I think that's great. And or, yeah. And then, so then what we're asking funders for Mm -hmm. is, like, uh, specific funding to institutions to support the reporting of and assistance to individuals you know what I mean? Yeah. In exactly. that way. Exactly. Exactly. That, that's a job. That's a, so we mm-hmm. need you to provide funding to these spaces so yeah. they can they can delegate a job for that. Yep. And I think also to do the things and to support the funding of um well I think this will and this either will or please do this, um help support organizations that do that kind of work already so that you know that these are the ones to go to, like Acre Peace Ab for anti racism training. Like if we say if you make it a policy that in order to get funding from your foundation, every organization needs to have gone through this training already by like a certain date, that will give them, and you can say like, and it needs to be accredited by these, one of these three. Like yeah. imagine what that could do for Acre Peace Out. They can make sure that even the artists that are working doing that kind of work can guarantee like, all right, we've got to get a nice wave of like some anti-racism training and hopefully, not hopefully, that will definitely change the field. And I think that's what we're trying to talk about when, a lot of funding goes to creating artists opportunities to show work. You got to understand that like moving through these spaces that you're funding to bring artists in these white spaces, these marginalizing oppressive spaces, like 
we need to have other kind of things that support that kind of traumatic because experience. It, because it's all there it's all a part of it. And you're They're right. It's like it. that's interesting to look at of like, okay, so I've been given this funding to build this work at this place, but then me having to navigate through it or having to sort of interact with certain people who don't have um PSAP language yeah. and who are working from a very white supremacist, yep. very discriminatory place. It's like yep. how how effective is my work going to be yeah when i have to spend a lot of my mental emotional and physical energy dealing with that shit because you want like the assumption the hope the hope is that you actually care to like eradicate the racism and the sexual abuse and the and the art and and to lessen the artists who are dealing with mental health challenges it sounds like you like the hope is that you want to be a part of this and being a part of it also means like creating policies that don't allow for people to be abused in the system when they're when you change the policies in the system enough to say um we're no longer going to fund this kind of like um these kind of spaces by making sure that you change your space and your policies to fall under our guidelines. Like that changes the whole anatomy and that changes the whole structure of this, of this field. Right. Which then makes me also think about, we need funders to advocate and support the structure, like the, um, the building of accessible spaces. Yeah. Yes. And, and all the, and all of the information and material that is involved in that. Like I, I was, I messaged you the other day about transcripts. It's like, Mm-hmm. Um, how can we support institutions and spaces to have access to transcript um, services yeah. or to uh, people who offer sign language? Yeah. Or, you know what I mean? There's so many yeah, different... Interpreters. W- yeah, there's so many different um, of, of things. Like even like the physical... And that's the thing. The tricky thing about New York is that a lot of these yeah. buildings are not ADA compliant. Yeah. But then in that case... Can you then provide funding and support these institutions to partner with yep. an ADA compliant space? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That would be nice. So like should, for, and I was going to, that's great because then you can easily like make sure that you could, uh, okay, not easily, but if you create that kind of funding pocket, then institutions can apply, get that funding and have it on reserve for when an artist is like, Hey, your space is not ADA compliant, but you have, um, but you have, commissioned me to make work and I need to be at one for my audience or for whatever reason. And you'd be like, great, we have a fund ready for that to go. And here are our partners. And here are our partners. Like, I think the thing about it is like, let's get some, let's get some forward thinking. Let's get some, what's the word I'm looking for? Act, active, proactive. Proactive instead of reactive. Yes. Let's just get really proactive about this because we are, we are showing up in these spaces as artists who have been marginalized and not seen. And that's a great shift that the industry has made intentionally. Along with that, um, we're sitting at the first wave of understanding we've been tokenized because we want you want us here to show our work, but you don't necessarily have the funding, the support, or have done the forethought to think about all the other things that go with being and to be. What does it mean to be a black artist in a in a historically racist institution? Like, what does it mean to be an artist working with handicapped or or, or disabled artists? Like, what does it mean for all of this? So, like. We want. We're now pushing back and letting you know. Here's what's missing. Yeah, and it, there's there are ways of doing it. It's like, and some of these older spaces, we're not asking you to build a damn elevator. We understand right. that like <laughs> that's millions of dollars. But yeah. like you say, what you can do, and which is what I've seen some other spaces do, is partner with an yep. ADA compliant space. Yep. So. Yep. 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 I like that. Um, what else? Do we go back and look at yeah, the yeah, yeah. Instagram? Go on, go on the thing. Who else? Pick another one. Um, I, a lot of folks folks brought up. 
artists dance or pay, but I, I don't know that that's a, a funder thing and that's an us thing. Let me see. I mean, you know, if we get more funds, then we can pay more people, but that's, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's, that's not as cut and dry as we would want to Or do. the other saying something about a dancer wage, um, th- fair wage. I th- uh, yeah, I think there should be some more like stricter policies on that and Paying saying dancers like, overhead costs like rent and utilities. Mm. I wonder how funders can be at the forefront of making sure that artists get paid. Well, n- uh, that's a tricky one because I'm thinking if I if I get funding mm-hmm. and I have or I'm a company and I work with dancers. Mm-hmm. I think these people are saying, make sure these dancers get paid. That's yeah. my responsibility yeah. as an, as a company yeah. to make sure that happens. Yeah. Um, hmm. I think, and it's, it's also, it requires so many different angles because another angle is like, we need to, how, how about this? Um, we can ask the funders to create um, funding for workshops and seminars and propaganda essentially is what I'm thinking of like on the walls on how to address someone when you're not getting paid adequately because I think that's another thing that's missing is that there's not much common language for it or um, not every dancer has that kind of um, speech training really is what that is oh you know what I think it is I got it it's um what is it that there's that organization wage works yeah right which if more people use it and more people sign up with it and for it mm-hmm. then it, it will do what this what this what these people are suggesting which mm-hmm. is making sure that artists get paid appropriately yeah. Yeah. and when they don't they're providing language to help them advocate mm-hmm. and or that organization will advocate on your behalf that you haven't got paid yeah just like for instance, i'm in a situation where part of what was offered is as a compensation in addition to uh monetary was video footage that was november i still don't have that motherfucking footage so i'm just like i don't want to have to keep emailing you about this Mm -hmm. you actually should be on the forefront of like communicating to us why we don't have it and when we're going to get it yeah and also the delay yeah but it's like i'm at a point where i'm like i feel like i'm just out here like complaining and floaty dancing and i'm just like well fuck i was just you know yeah not worry about it but it's it's like actually not fair because that's Honestly, that was not. it was something that was promised. It is, and I, it's I. And I would love to be able to just be like, "Hey, I haven't gotten my videos yet." You know, what we could do. I I think this is something that's kind of like in our power here at the dance union, and I don't know if I really want to do it, but it's a good idea. I just want to share it. Maybe someone else can steal it. Um, I think we could create like our own little like stamp of approval kind kind of thing. We can say like here these 10 21 point inspection or whatever if you pass this or based off like audiences reviews on some like rate my teacher type shit yeah then we can have like an internal way of speaking with one another and like when you get your residency we can have a little website that has a rating like we've all went through and said like oh they're typically good with giving you a check on time or if they don't they'll communicate with you they provide uh, video footage of good quality. Like we can have all those kind of rating things. It could just be internal on some like great my teacher type shit. Yeah. That just requires like um, AI type situation or like creating an app or something. Yeah. And in addition to that, I would love for there to be funding for a dance advocate. Like I said, so I, there's a mm-hmm. person, I mean, I guess as a, pro- a producer or something, a manager for some folks that can afford that, who basically will manage that. Yeah, it's a manager. Yeah, that's what that person we, we, and that's something interesting too. It's like 
a lot of these, uh, you know, higher education spaces is like, you know, these dance uh, departments. Not everybody's going to come out dancing. Like, I really would hope yeah. that they're sort of cultivating some some of these students to be managers yeah. and be our admin folks and yeah. be dramaturgs and be, you know, oh, all these God. other things that Let's actually support the making and the doing of the work. Let's talk about education. I think that's great because that's exactly what I want to see dance schools also include. Like, include all of this, uh, include courses that are specific for being outside of the stage or off the stage or in the yep. admin world yep. and it be respected and it be encouraged, like, create some guidelines also. And it's just important, like, AV is important. Like, there's so many, or digital support or, yeah. oh my gosh, there's so many. There's so much. And I think another part of that is, like, there is to get into that like you basically have to be white and wealthy essentially to get into like the admin dance world because there's so many years of like not real pay wait i I got into and i am not white wealthy i said but that's it for most people Mm -hmm. like it's it's because you there's so many years of like internship or not getting paid or not getting paid well and you're running around doing a bunch of stuff so like um that's that's what it is it's like multiple job having ass like type shit yeah and it with that there, like, you learn on the job. Like, you learn on doing these things. And hopefully you're popular, you're you're frequent in the right places to learn the skills that you would want to actually, like, use. But I think that could be enveloped in, like, the degree program so that you're graduating not only, or not only being asked to perform on the stage or create work for the stage. I think that's the problem with um, at least how dance is, overall landscape of dance education programs to set up is that it's so geared to the performance arena and not necessarily things that help support the performance arena Uh uh-huh yeah it'd be nice it'd be nice to be like hey i have my dance degree with like a focus in admin i have a dance degree with a focus in av support you can say tech support yeah yeah audio visual visual that's so like i work in a public school in the 80s like av club Probably where I got it from. That is probably where you got it from, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm were okay. you a Navy kid? No. D- don't do that. No, I wasn't. You were a cheerleader. Yeah. Look, you had to choose. And I just, you know, there was like all the things you wanted to do. That's the thing, too, probably, that's like tricky for students is like you want to do all the things. You want to do all the things. I mean, and we did, we, we got it like to dabble. I remember dabbling in yeah. light. Um, I think you should try all the things. Yeah, and then figure out what it is. And also so you have respect for it. Cause that's shut up, right? I think it's I think it's criminal that you can graduate with like a degree in choreography, but you have had no language or no 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 time in the tech side of things so that you can speak the language. Yep. Because I hear so many choreographers and fellow dance artists who just don't know the 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 common language of what's happening up there with the lights that are going to light your show almost every time you're going to light your show, like. The, the language stays the same um, in the field. I mean, it gets fancier, but, like, I will say, I, you know, I have my degree in choreography, but we had to do a practicum yeah. in, like, lighting very people, various people's shows, yeah. and it was so helpful to learn how to talk about oh it and gosh. then also to respect the art that is in yep. lighting. Yeah. And, you know, I was back, well, I mean, a lot of spaces are still like this, but you had to individually switch gels and stuff oh, yeah, and, like, yeah, you yeah. get that shaky shit, yeah. but, you know. Hey, look, let me tell you, I hated it. But really? I hated it because I wanted I wanted to make the shit on the stage. You know what I mean? Like I was only concerned about like and this is 
probably the truest thing about or the most like steadfast thing that I've had in my dance education. Everything else is kind of like, oh, I'm gonna try this or flip. When I, when we got to lighting, I was like, I only want to know enough so I can communicate to other people <laughs> how I want this shit to look because I don't. I don't want to be in the dark switching gels. I don't want to be in the booth. Well, that's a different type oh, yeah. of thing. I don't that that is that is shit for me. Yeah. So I was like, let me let me ace this shit and get out. I don't want to call shows. I know I knew that early on, yeah. but but learning as you said, learning about like what it takes has gotten me to the point where like I feel buddy buddy with tech people. Like and respect that. It's like yeah. I never want to have to lay a Marley floor ever again in my ever life. Ever again in my life. Oh my but god. There are folks who love to build floors yes. and they love yes. the, the precision of Marley laying and I wanna support them in that. Yeah. It's just like I can I can go into a tech fifteen minutes and give you my lights and, and be out. Like, oh yes. That's yes. what I'm saying. I like, came in with floor planning. Right. And so that's why it's kinda like you say, it's kinda unfortunate. When and that usually is the case in a lot of spaces yeah. when artists cannot articulate mm -mm. what they want, and it's like you knew you knew you only had this much time, so you should be able to communicate. I want a warm look. I want a cool look. I, I yeah. want. For, I need some front lights. And I then, need face and then lip. when it's time for you to start carving, you'd be like, okay, I really need that. I need that uh, special. I need like a backlit special stage left. Um, you know, kill these instruments all on stage right. You know, and even if you don't have that like specific language, you can be like. I'm going for like a very macabre look. Thank Let me bring you. in some, some visuals from like a television show that I've seen or something. I want it to feel very eerie and like we're in the middle of a forest. Yeah. I mean, you if you even have that language, a lighting designer's like, oh, I got you. Yeah. Boom, yeah. And learn how to get out the way when you're like, look, I don't know how to tap on these keyboards to make this shit happen. So I'm going to trust that you have, you know, that down pat. So let me just give you these visuals and we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so, another conversation. Ooh, we should make that a, a thing of, like, bring in some um, lighting designers. Oh, yeah. Oh, my absolutely. gosh. Oh, yeah. That would be oh. so much fun. Oh, my I know gosh. I have two people, like, ooh, yeah. I would love to talk to. Because um, they can give us our do's and don'ts of, like, yeah. please don't come in talking like this. Please don't come yeah. in not having this. Please do do this. But yeah. We, like, <laughs> <laughs> please do do this. Um, I have one more for education, I think. Um because we were already like talk that's that's what that was what we were on education. I feel like we need more um we need more maybe we just talk to the education funders. Blend the gap between graduating and the quote unquote the field. It's too much of a leap. There's How so? Like Gibney is doing a really great job of having relationships with universities where they bring their students to Gibney to like either take classes and stuff like that. And part of that package is you talk to some people who are like emerging artists in the field about what it means to be post-graduated just a couple of years ago, making work, living, whatever. And I've been asked to be a part of it or I've done them a few times and it is amazing. But I feel like this should be m more widespread. Like you should be able to know more commonly who are the emerging artists in the field of any area you want to go to? What is it like? Bring these artists to the university like once or twice a year to have that conversation like, or like specifically with your uh, alumni situation, like my university is trash with bringing the alumni back to talk to the freshmen or not just the freshmen, but any of the students about like what it's like after graduating specifically from here and doing this professional shit. And let's tell you like, what worked really, really well from what we learned here and what needs to be like adjusted, all that kind of stuff does that 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 helps create some um staying power 
especially when it comes to moving to larger cities like New York City where you could get your ass chewed and spit right back out to flyover state number two. Yeah, well, I'm wondering if, like, yeah, universities are doing that, but they're doing it poorly. Yeah, that's what I'm like. This is more for the organiz- for the each university that's listening. And, 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 and their funding sources and models. Which they are for-profit entities. Yeah which is probably why this is trash yeah. and how they constantly want to ask you to come back for no, for nothing to talk and like basically advocate for their program when they're actually not doing anything to support you post program. See, that's, a, that's something I haven't experienced. Mine is just not contacting me to come back at all. Oh, I've been contacted to come back, but then it's like, yeah, but you're not <laughs> like you say, I, I did this leap myself I, yeah. and still have to pay you money. Uh-uh. And so yeah. what? So and you want me to advocate this program to all these young people so that they stay in your program and get you more money that you're not gonna? I'm not gonna see any yeah. of. Yeah. It's true. Yes, that's a, what else is on the gram? Oof. Oof. This is that ugh. anger. Yeah, that irie. That irie. Irie. Um. Let's see. Gotta see. Kayla Trutt, sorry if I'm mispronouncing your last name, said mental health services, which you said, uh, collegiate pre-professional and professional programs. Yeah. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Um, Angie, with a long handle, says support for inclusive and adaptive dance programs. Yeah. Do we kind of, do we hit that? Inclusive and adaptive. I, I have more questions about what that can mean. It feels very wide reaching and mm-hmm. I like it, but. Um, Nadia. Say creative development time not attached to a. We said this yeah. particular preconceived uh, piece. Thank you, Nadia. Yeah, thank you. Crave the wave spaces that are affordable and suitable for classes, rehearsals, and performances. Solid salaries for artists, administrators who can support artists. That's an interesting one. Spaces, because we have spaces. We have spaces. And could have more spaces. We could have more spaces. Yeah. So then, yes, that's a good one of funding for. Uh, additional spaces yeah. to support the rehearsal, presenting, yeah. whatever for art making, yeah. which then offers more jobs, which yeah. helps the economy flow. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The thing is, these dollars are here. They just don't want to give it. Yeah. Uh, Colleen to unrestricted grant support. Yes. Yeah. Delirious, what up? Delirious Dances says child care support for dancers and choreographers. Delirious Dances, that's um Edison. Edison. Hey Edison. I was hey, like, hey. why I like see her face and some reason my brain went blank. Yeah. Sorry. Uh what was uh, it again? Uh Lady Edison Weeks. What up? Um well, we need to get on here. Yeah, we okay. A little bit. Child uh support for dancers and choreographers. Oh, yeah. that, yep, yep. Child support for dancers and choreographers, yeah. Why like, are we know, still waiting on that? Universal health care. Shout out. Yeah. Because I would like, I mean, I'm I'm going to have my baby on my hip when I go to rehearsals. So, like, it'll be nice to be able to um, also know that just around the corner down the street, I might be able to drop this little one off for a couple hours. And, you know, you already have a connection with the, I don't know, all these kinds of things. It'll just be nice. Because that, that's the hard thing. A lot of people consider, like, having kids as being a halt or a stop to the career. And let's talk. Or no shade is like for some folks and then it becomes not, it's a, it can be a hindrance. Like, okay, we have compassion for those who want to bring their kid on their hip. Yeah. 
there are also some people who are like, but I want to go in on this, yeah. and it's hard for me too. Yeah. When there's a baby running all up and through the space. Absolutely. Yeah. So how can we support both? Yeah. Yeah, we gotta have the options. Cause yeah, I mean, because in some senses, you, I, I feel like it's so endearing, and it actually makes an experience feel real yeah. to have young people in the space. Yeah. And then, and then other situations, it's like, oh, we're talking about vaginas, and we're like, you know, which also is fine for a kid if you want to explain that. But if you don't want to explain that, then yeah, let's let's find a rehearsal space. Like, let's find a uh, some childcare for them. Yeah. Um, gosh, I'm trying to dang. You know, also let's 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 say like smaller funding sources for like, you know, I don't know, per diem support. I'm trying to think. I'm just saying random things now. <laughs> like, hey, you know, artists. I think the the biggest ones that would really, really help artists are, like you say, the subsidized housing. Yeah. Um subsidized resources housing. to help sustainability. So like uh providing funding that that has a longevity yeah. for an artist's career. I'm wondering also how can we fund more artists and not necessarily the same artists all the time? Oh yeah. Like what is that about? Okay. Yeah, stop 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 choosing the same like two people each year. Right. So like, like for instance, this is just random, y'all, but like so say Jerome offers funding for these ten group of artists. Mm-hmm. Can capital, creative <laughs> capital, offer funding for another ten group of people? Yeah, and then and support them for ten years. Jerome supports for ten. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then like, and every year you get a new cohort. But yeah. like, that. Yeah. Like shit, come yeah. on. Yeah. Because some people would be overflowing. And and I mean, I'm, be, and I was one of them. Like it happens. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, like. When you when you when it happens to you, you realize like oh shit I had no choice in the matter, like you do you did what everybody else was doing you were applying to everything and that the, you that you could apply for and it just so happened that they all said yes yeah that the wind flew that way that time yeah I, yeah that's and, hard that's a hard one because it's like the rhythm of it could be like no I don't think everyone knew that they were going to choose you that same month when they decided to choose like they weren't all like calling each other up like okay let's just get on the phone and make sure there wasn't like a registry you know. So but that perhaps there should be some like if between now and then you receive funding of this amount or more, you must choose this funding or that. That's that's a hard one because we all have different needs. Because what if I need both? Like what if because they're not always comparable. Like one might be like CPR is more like a the residency is more like a space residency. It's not much money coming in. I'm saying comparable. Like you can't get to ten thousand dollar grants. I mean, I. What if your budget is. Twenty thousand dollars. Okay. Yeah. Well, then, that in that case, like for instance, if you have a twenty thousand dollar budget and you know you're going to be showing out of space, I can understand the space providing ten and cap and creative capital providing ten. But then you also getting ten from Jerome. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's mm. the hard one. It's the hard one because like who's who should be asked to like forego something like that or is that just you're not being asked to forego again the the funding is coming in different ways like if you've got if you got these fun these funding entities who are offering like this unrestricted money yeah but then also we're asking funders to support these institutions more to help Mm -hmm. make the work then you can afford to say no to jerome because you don't actually need that you can use that 10 that you're getting from creative capital and you can use the, the the 10 that you're getting from the institution I know, but I think what I'm saying is like there's, this feels like uh, there's a, there's already a scarcity in the field, and we're asking the artists to, um, 
to what's the word I'm looking for? Ration their rations instead of instead well, I'm not looking at the field as a scarce because in the in, my, in the model that I'm I'm offering mm-hmm. you, there's actually more like you're getting more funding because you're getting support from the institution. You're getting like oh, so you're the, saying this is this is in a world where your needs are met. Yeah. So and then the collect. Oh, so then, then yeah. it's like, why wouldn't I like you know if I'm if I if I know that I my project and my work is being taken care of with this funding and this institution is both they're both holding me and I just have I also apply for this funding over here and like ooh yay I got it. I should be I should be okay saying actually no give that to someone else who needs it because I I'm being taken care of fully over here. So we need you to take care of us fully, first funders thanks. Yeah. Yeah, because it's, I mean, like it, uh, that's for me. That's the only way that, that works is that knowing that every artist is actually being taken care of fully. Like right now, so far from it that like. Seeing, yeah, but because like you say, we're working working from a scarcity model, which then causes us to compete. But it's like also. We got to we have to get rid of the scarcity model. There's no need for there to be scarcity. I mean, like even all the way up through the way that this government uses the funds, like more than half of the American funds go to like the war chest essentially so like taking some out of that will create surpluses in these areas that actually don't need as much funding like you throw an extra like 10 to 50 million in the art sector for like new york does wonderful things for the day-to-day lives of artists that is a drop in the bucket for that war chest that you got filled with trillions of dollars like and trillions man. like that's that's the uh, difference between like you just not building that one extra bomb <laughs> like i mean don't yeah. build that bomb and give it to artists guess what what happened what crazy like well there's like a billion things you can go to and yeah yeah i yeah i i just it's interesting because it's like funding man it's, it's tricky because i'm thinking like even for me, like my biggest thing is if I get funding, I don't just feed myself. I feed my family and my family yeah. is my community. So it's like if I can get funding, then that means the dancers are going to be super taken. You know what I mean? Oh, Everyone. Yeah. And I know I know that there are some artists who would rather keep it all in their will. Like they want to keep it to, like for them. Mm-hmm. And that would be a choice. Like no one's going to, again, these unrestricted funds. Yeah. I'm just, I don't know. There's just... Oh, here's another. Now stop t- being selfish. But we also need some accountability from the funders. Like, for instance, Brooklyn Arts Council got a ton more funding this year because of what was passed in the budget. Mm-hmm. I want to see some accountability of where the money's going. Yeah. Some very clear transparency. Oh no, that's the other thing. Oh, I can't believe we haven't gotten there yet. Transparency. Every, I, I think every fucking public, um, not for profit thing. I know there is a certain kind of way that you can see those fundings. Like you can jump through a bunch of hoops and ladders and hopefully buy a program or something. But it should be like a requirement to be on your website accessible to see like where like last fiscal whatever things fundings went. Everyone should be able to see it, and it should not be any kind of like opaqueness about it. It is so opaque right now, right? It shouldn't be. Yeah. Even, yeah. Because these are all like in in some regards these are public funds and some in, in like many of these regards is public funds, but um, outside of that, even then, you know, what does I think the thing with transparency like transparency only hurts when you have something to hide. Yeah, and also I'm thinking about the ways in which that grants make institutions go through hoops to to be very yeah. transparent about yeah. what they're doing with it. Now I'm curious for, to the grantors, what are y'all doing like? Where yeah. is where is it going? Yeah, yeah. 
And I guess they do they do can provide that. But like you said, it's like how do you find that information without having to like do a backflip, find the fire <laughs> go through this firewall and go over yeah. here and in this back end situation, you know? And then this you probably get exactly to the room with the requirements where the shit is at and then you find out that they haven't uploaded their things since like fiscal year twenty fourteen. Right, like, right, exactly. <laughs> what does this help? Exactly. So now you gotta hunt down somebody who lives in a make believe office somewhere and hopefully they respond back to your email. And why is the office make believe? Because they don't have funny to support admin uh, staff. Oh, right. Which means they can't <laughs> they can't afford to get people to update the new stuff. Right. It's a trickle of, you it's, see? It's, this is, and these are lived experiences. I'm trying to get some answers some places. Yeah. Father, okay, also can you subsidize some of these tickets? Like, we understand these performance venues have to sell tickets. Like, Makes, so, a lot of them say they're already subsidized. Like I said, you um, subsidize, okay, let's say for the, the working artists in the city. like. Oh, you want the tickets for the artists. For the artists, yeah, because like, like, I think I'm I, like a senior ticket. Like a senior ticket. Like if you got a senior ticket, you have essentially in places like New York, you have there could be so many different ways to slice this. You got a senior ticket. You got a general admission ticket. You got a ticket for the New York City residents. You got a ticket for New York City residents who are also artists. You have a child's ticket, and all of those things should have different levels of like proration to it that are taken care of because like to live as an artist in these major cities. And to want to like stay, which is important for your craft, to stay abreast, abreast on what is happening in your field, it comes at the fucking cost of like, all right, do I eat tonight or do I buy this ticket to the Joyce? And like, why do I have to sit up under the stage to get a good price to see a ticket at the Joyce? Like, I was about to say something. Rude. I'm just looking at Togrime toe the whole time. Like I love love Tamisha Guy, but all I see is her toenails when I'm trying to see her at the Joyce. I don't know who Be- that is. You'll learn. Um, or I won't. <laughs> or you won't. Dances with um, Kyle Abraham, like, oh. close to child. She's amazing. Um, but, yeah, it's like those things are things that make, again, the life of living like an artist in the city makes any kind of sense. Yeah. And if you want to keep us here as your bloodline, we're going to need some support because this shit is like the inflation. It's just like... And I've been having these conversations since I moved to New York. One of the very first conversations I had with somebody was like, why doesn't your generation see shows? And I didn't even have been in New York longer than like a week or two. And I was like, maybe because the cost of living is high. Or maybe because you sitting so far, like you sitting where you sitting, you don't see us. I mean, it was a valid question, at least, at least at the time. I was just like, the ticket prices are higher than what? Or it's like, we, yeah, we ushering. And you can only usher like two <sighs> people a show. So it's not like we all Shut ushering. Up. It's like. What a twenty dollar ticket price to you at your salary means very it means something completely different to when you are technically living within poverty. Yeah. And I mean some of us we find like little tricks and But there shouldn't be tricks. That's the other thing. You yeah. shouldn't have to trick. I mean it makes things. you resourceful. It makes you it resource yeah. But you know, maybe I would like to I would like to learn. Hey, look, I would like hey. to learn. <laughs> <laughs> No, it just hit me. I would like to learn how to be um, resourceful when I have an abundance of resources as opposed to being resourceful when I have scarcity because I know how to do the scarcity one, but I would love to figure out what that means to have like, all right, well, my entire project is funded and I haven't even started hitting drafts yet. So what is life of making art when I know from the moment of inception through the time that this thing is done that it's funded? What a unicorn space that sounds like. I mean, I would love that. Actually, I'm going to spend some time just dreaming about that. <laughs> right? 
What a gift. And for everyone, not just for me, for everyone. I would like for everyone to experience this. You know what I would like, and I would love the listeners to help us with this, is oh, yeah. love to have a conversation with um, other uh, countries that do uh, support artists uh, in a different way. Gosh. And what do those models look like? And like, what are some of the like best practices? What has worked? What hasn't? Yeah. I'm curious. I would like to share. I think this is in um, ooh, somewhere in the Eastern Europe, uh, let's say. Or Western. Western, yeah, sorry, from the Western. Maybe it was... No, no, no. No, the one you go further in, further inland. Yeah, that's Eastern. That's what I meant, yeah, Eastern. Okay. Um, It was like, not like a Denmark, like a... So I said S, maybe. Sweet. It's like a, like a Sweden. Like mm-hmm. a, okay, like one of those places. Anyways, um, the government has this... And like France, like Paris, too. Like you, um, the government gives you like a stipend to the artists who are like registered as artists in the in the city for whatever reason that they register or however rubric it is and like when you're in between gigs you get like a stipend and you get to get like free checkups on your body and and like pt type things and you are essentially like not under the general unemployment as most people are you're under like the artist unemployment which also comes all these subsidies so then like your classes are half off so that you can still stay in your training like that's what I'm talking about. Like those, that would be legit nice in New York Wouldn't City. It? That's what fund a union. They know they don't do that. You know the governments they don't like unions anymore. Um, but yeah, that's that's essentially what we're looking for. Like we need that kind of thing. It'd be so nice to know. Like oh my god, I'm off of work for seven weeks, and I would just go right on down to like artist agency number two and like get some check some on this, muscle work you know and, yeah my left arm is doing a little something weird in the last leg of the of the run can we like what's happening there so i can like preventative care preventative care yeah mental health things like okay like this i was i was i was doing this project about trauma and it was really hard for three weeks i couldn't really see nobody can i sit down with you for like 10 sessions so we could talk about like helping me out of that now that I need to transition into like a whole other thing that this is done. Or I'm black and I'm about to go on a tour in the South. Ah! How can you, you know what I mean? My God. All kinds of stuff. All kinds of little things. You know. Like, oh my gosh, I fucking haven't gotten my goddamn paycheck because somebody still don't know how to pay people on time and I need, I need like emergency funds for foods. And then what can happen is when you get the emergency funds from that space, that space then tells that institution, I need these monies. Because you... You didn't pay this artist. On time. And also... We got the the letter of agreement and some shit. Right. The artist has proven. You haven't... And so and it's also, this is your red flag. And if you keep on, you will not be part of our Better Business Bureau. You, you, you will be, you know, whitelisted. <laughs> I like that. Let's make a whitelist. So... All right, y'all. Stay hydrated because we have to make this stuff happen. <laughs> we do. We do. This yeah. is exciting. I like this. I like this. Funders, thank you for listening. Thank you for taking your time. <laughs> to, um, we appreciate y'all. If you have any specific questions, comments, or concerns, absolutely. there are a lot of ways of contacting us either yeah. um, as Dance Union Podcast and also individually. I would like to offer that we have uh, some consulting fees if you'd like for us to come in and talk to, with your boards about how to get this and thing happening. we're happy to do that with with uh, a lot of excitement and oh, commitment right. to the field and also with yeah. a nurturing relationship with you. A very one, a, a beautiful one. We would love to sit down and have like all the wonderful conversations about how you can use these specific funds. And, and also hear your reasons year. as to why you can or cannot. Like what are some of the roadblocks that you're coming against? Yes. Because guess what? Part of what makes us artists and not artists mine is yes. our jobs to 
think in and outside boxes. Yeah. And also imagine and reimagine new things. And if you, and then also, you this know, is something we've trained. We've, and tra- we've been doing. All right. 66, 67 episodes, y'all. So, like, if you have, if you want to know more specific questions that you would like to have answered, we could be the proxy between you and the rest of the field. Ask us, we'll ask the listeners, and then we'll, like, all right, this is what they said. You want to know what we're, what we're concerned with and what we're thinking about? This is why the Dance Junior Podcast is here. Yeah. We're, we're your friends. Yeah. I like it. I like it too. Um, I want to get out. You want to get out? Yeah, I'm hungry. Oh, yeah. Um, Thank you for listening to another episode of the Dancing Your yes, Podcast. Thank you. Boom, boom, boom. Um, quick shout out to all the patrons who were watching. Thank you for supporting our work thank and you. your work and oh doing this together. Oh, just a big ask, real quick. Um, we have, we're nearing our next goal on Patreon. Mm-hmm. Patreon. I keep saying Patreon like like how my mother would say it. <laughs> so, like Patreon. Patreon. Um, on Patreon. And that goal would allow for us to um, compensate an artist one artist a month to come and be on the podcast so that it doesn't look like much it's a little 25 dollar like thank you appreciation gift essentially um and that's a huge goal that the dance Genie podcast has at least for me that i have um so if you could help it's like a daily stipend yeah it'll be nice to get some extra funds from new patrons who can watch our um podcast situations um, what's going on in the studio? If you give a little bit, that can go a long way to helping us compensate the artists that come through. And or share talk to your rich property. uncle, uh, aunt, auntie. Come on, y'all. Yeah, yeah. Who just sitting there with dollars that they just they just sitting on and, and they getting all old and crusty and and the money ain't been it's getting stale. Give you know? us your stale dollars. Yeah, say hey, auntie. I know what you can do with them dollars. Yeah, here's a here's a worthy cause. Right. Um. Also, for everyone who's been listening and been a fan, um, I haven't asked you to do this, I don't think, in, like, years. But rate us five stars on whatever <laughs> you are listening on. I just remembered that podcast, like, asked to do that. And it will be really helpful for other people to find the podcast. So rate us um, five stars, five stars, because, like I said, it'll show up on other people's feeds based on their own cookies and the way that the internet tracks your I would love a cookie traffic. right now. Okay. So, um, and leave comments about what you like about the podcast, um, on those things as well. Share the podcast with other people. If there's a topic that we've covered and we've covered about 67 of them, um, let them know like, Hey, I think this one is for you. Get, keep, keep it coming. It's going really, really well. And we appreciate everybody who's come uh, aboard recently also in as well. Thank you. And we love your comments. Oh yeah. Uh, your, and also your, um, Gentle criticisms. And if you have yeah, them. If you have them. Yeah, constructive like, criticisms. Not yeah. gentle. Constructive. Constructive. Let us know we're what here, the fuck you like to see happen next. Oh, you're like, why did y'all talk about that? Or you said that wrong. Oh, or, yeah, 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 yeah. Fact check. Oh, I like a fact check. Don't you? I do like a fact check. Please fact I check do. me. I do. So I like to have my That's shit how together. we fucking learn. I wanna, okay. Ain't, a bitch ain't afraid to fail. I ain't. Um, I'm trying to learn. I think that's about it. Um, you can listen to us on SoundCloud. Spotify, um, Google Play Music, and Apple Podcasts. Um, So do that. Um, You can follow us on social media, essentially wherever you can stalk your exes, except for Twitter. I don't know if I ever, like, yeah, I keep keep thinking about it. I don't ever really see dancers just be on Twitter. So, like, I don't see a need to do that. We'll be on Instagram. Yeah. Can I offer a, this is not a disclaimer. We may want to find a new name for it. But maybe this should be at the top of the hour. Yeah. I'm going to, this is a nonlinear thing for me. All right. Which is, thank y'all for listening. And also, understand your listening behaviors. 
So yeah. maybe you want to dip in and dip out, like do 30-minute chunks. Yeah. Maybe you want to do the whole time. Maybe you want to do 45 minutes. You have that freedom and that flexibility. Yeah. Know that. Use that. I'm sorry. I feel like you've been getting some some notes, and I I try not to talk about too much because to me it just makes perfect sense. Like it's a podcast. Stop it. Like pause it when you're when you. I can't. know, but I don't think that some folks know that they can do. Yeah, it and that's I know. Okay. Yeah, know what I'm saying. Yeah. So yeah, you can always you can always pause. <laughs> like this. You could. <laughs> you can always pause it you can, you, and then you can rewind it if you miss something i think that's that's the reason why i decided to do this on such a platform because it gives you so much freedom and how you get to listen to this yeah and every everything that you choose or every way that you choose to engage it's right right do it while washing your dishes yeah. walking to the train taking a on shit. the train taking a shite you know yeah having your dog take a shite right and there's so <laughs> many ways yeah and if and if the environment is not suitable, then you can postpone. Yeah, we ain't going nowhere. So anyway, <laughs> the other thing is, I would like for you to know uh, that we have a website. So it's thedanceunion.com. I remembered it this week. Um, it's, it's very simple. Like it's gonna, it's grow. It's a seed. It's growing, and I really underestimated the amount of work it would take to do all the things that I would like to have on a podcast uh, on our podcast website. So I decided to just like hit the bare minimum from now. Um, we check need a it producer. Out. I mean, straight up. Yeah, because Jay does a lot. Yep, a producer would be phenomenal. That's why we need more funds. So Patreon, um, and oh. Special announcement. Um, On the golden day. Of April 30th. Yep. Um, we are going to have our live show. Show. Do, 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 do. show. I think it's going to be like 7.30, April 30th at CPR. Which um, is? The, the Center, Center for Performance Research. Yes. Um, in the Bushwicks. In the Bushwicks, yeah. Of Brooklyn. Of Brooklyn, New York. Um. Yep. Anyways, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have a lo- our first live show, and it's gonna be really exciting. Excited. Um, there's gonna be so many more details to come. You could be in the same room with us, while we talk about these things, engage. It's gonna be it's it's not going to be the same format that is this show that defeats the purpose of a live show. So we're going to have very specific audience engaging questions and different ways of discourse with us that can't possibly ever be replicated in this studio with just the two of us or with a few guests. So you will get to be our guests in the space. Oh, also, and or can we also ask what would people want to see in a live show? And what would you like to also see in the live show so we can bring to you? Yeah, what's interesting to you? Yeah. What? Yeah. I mean, you know, we can definitely veto that shot, but we want to hear it. Yeah, April 30th, 7.30 p.m. Mm-hmm. For performance features, be there. We'll give you more details as they come. Yeah. What does your dance union have? Oh, my dance union has a platform for a sustainable career that lot you know for like 10, 20 years. Yeah, yeah. Um, my it's oldie but goodie. My my dance union has warm cookies outside of auditions. Okay. To soothe your soul. Thank you. Yeah, we need it. There's a brookie that's being made by a particular grocery store. I won't say the name because they didn't pay me too. Right. But it's so good, y'all. Yeah. I be killing that brookie. And what is a brookie? It's half brownie, half cookie. It's those things really so nice. good if you're eating gluten and sugar and all those things. Yeah. Oh, here's a little um, J tip. It's just random things. I'm making this episode so long. Um. <laughs> like, okay, we're getting out of here. And, and here's another thing. Um, the last thing, because we really have to go. Um, 
fun tip for everybody who's auditioning, no one is your actual competition while you're out here auditioning. Um, this is not a competition. This is not a race. This is not a um, you win, you lose situation. When you're auditioning, you are essentially being seen and interviewed while whilst also interviewing the environment that you might want to work. So it's a two-way street that everyone is on their own individual two-way streets. And um, the decisions that decide who gets in and who doesn't are completely outside of your control. Yeah. I was going to say something like be as best as your last best self. So, like, I, if I am – I don't want to say I'm competing, but, like, I'm actually working – working with myself. So I'm like, okay, what did Melanie do and create this time? And how can we keep building and expanding? That has nothing to do with what Jay's doing. has nothing to do with anybody right. else doing. It's my shit. Yeah. So there's something about that mentality. Absolutely. Absolutely. Also, okay, I know we said we we're going to go, but I just have this last thing to say, and I meant to say at the beginning. So I, I finally watched Steven Universe Future and am the better for it. I am a better human for it. It has tremendously increased the pleasant, fond, happy memories and of my life. So, uh, thank you, Steven, Universe Future. Absolutely. And thank you, Rebecca Sugar. Oh my God. <laughs> thank you so much, Rebecca Sugar. I just want to say that. Five, six, seven, eight. We, we out. out. Thank you.